Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience the life-giving teaching of Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center. To find out more about Dr. Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And no matter what, remember, love God, love people, and love life. Say that with me. And I always say this because it's always true. I'm very excited about this word today. I think it's going to do something good for you. Touch your neighbor and say, it's going to be good for you. Tell them, say, you needed this one. Tell them, after all the hell you've been through, just this week, you really need this one. Do I have any witnesses in here? You need some. Well, let's make hell pay for what it did this week. Amen. Let's lift our Bibles out and make our confession of faith together. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. It gives me abundant life. I am not just a hearer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. This word teaches me that I am more than a conqueror. My spirit and my mind are prepared to receive and apply the message that I am about to receive. Remain standing if you would. Go to Matthew chapter 7. Everybody say keep calm and bounce back. Matthew chapter 7, right after Malachi, first book of the New Testament, Matthew, the tax collector, Matthew chapter number 7, verse number 24. When you have it, say, I got it, Bishop. If you're still flipping, say, hold on, Bishop. All right, I'll wait for you. All right, Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. This is Jesus talking. You know how you know that? It's, it's, it's in red. Uh-huh. Uh, Matthew 7, verse 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it was founded or built on the rock. Now, what you need to understand, uh, in other words, Jesus says, even if you serve me, you're still going to have some battles. You're still going to have some storms. But once the storm is over, you'll still be standing. And matter of fact, I think I got a few folk in here today that you can testify that even after the storm threw everything it could throw at you and hell threw everything it could throw at you, including the kitchen sink, you still, st- I-, I wish you'd have to have somebody tell them, say, I'm still standing. I'm Sure am. You must not know about me, baby. I, what? <laughs> but look at verse 26. But everybody who hears this stuff and doesn't do it is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Let, let me make it a little apropos. It's like a foolish man who built his house next to the reservoir. 
Look at verse 27. And the same rain came, and the same floods came, and the same winds blew and beat on that house, but that house fell. And great was its fall. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word today. And Father, I decrease now that you might increase. Speak to us in a supernatural way that we would move and walk in everything that you have ordained. We honor you today that as we are in this series of teachings called Keep Calm and Bounce Back, that we are bouncing back in every area of our life where there has been setback, whether it's in relationships or finances or family or wherever it is. We thank you that we are on our bounce back tour. In music, they call it a comeback back to it. We're bouncing back and we honor you for it now in Jesus name. Somebody shout hallelujah. As you take your seats, harvest, high five, two or three people tell them, say you're under construction. Yes, you are. You are under construction. Uh, Implied in Jesus statements is a principle. Everybody say principle. He talks about a man that built his house, and to build a house, it implies that something is under construction. So I I need you to get the right mindset. You're not in a stage of life where you can just sit back and let things roll. You're in a stage of life where you're under construction. Matter of fact, would you have five somebody next to you tell them, I'm working on my bounce back. Matter of fact, when you work on your bounce back, you just need to have the right kind of clothes on. So what I'm going to do is just work on my bounce back, but I'm going to just wear some construction clothes because... You, you can't wear a suit to the construction site. So I'm just going to put on my construction. Because every now and then stuff starts falling and stuff starts getting a little crazy. So you got to have on the right clothes. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Would you have five your neighbors say, I'm working on my construction. I'm working. Yes, sir. I, my, my, my bounce back's under construction. Y'all ready to go to work today? I got on the right clothes. So I feel like I can go to W-O-R-I-K. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this apropos sport, uh, story. It's been said that Winston Churchill is remembered as perhaps the greatest prime minister in the history of Great Britain. Now, the hat's going to annoy me in about 15 minutes, but I'm okay right now. Listen to this. In August of 1929, Churchill had managed to bring in approximately $70,000 into his family's savings. $70,000 is a lot of money now, but imagine what it was in 1929. In 1929, that was an unimaginable amount of money for a single month's work. He invested nearly all of it into the American stock market. He then jotted a note to his wife saying how pleased he was to finally reach a place of financial independence. Watch this. Less than 90 days later, the stock market fell and Churchill lost virtually everything. Could you imagine getting $70,000 together in 1929 and all of a sudden in 90 days losing everything? I, I don't know about you, but that, that would be a major blow. And it was a major blow for him. And he had experienced 90 days of financial security and then the bottom literally fell out. Uh, for the first time in his adult life, he had been on uh, easy street enjoying the prospects of a comfortable future. And then the trap door fell open beneath his feet and down he went that that setback alone would be enough to send most any man into the dungeon of depression but before he could fully adjust to that he experienced two more tragedies in 31 1931 after serving his entire adult life as a central figure in the British government, he was kicked out of office. And in the same year, while he was trying to hold things together financially and fight off depression of political defeat, he decided to take a tour of Canada and the United States. And in New York City, he looked the wrong way while crossing the street and was hit by a taxi traveling at 35 miles per hour. The accident sent him to the hospital and he was clinging to his life by a thread. 
So that means in less than three years, he suffered three setbacks that had devastated him financially, then in his career or politically, and then in his health or in his body because an accident nearly cost him his life. And in a letter to their son from the hospital, his wife wrote, I'm not sure if I will ever recover completely from these things. Have you ever been where this woman was to where you're saying, I'm not sure if I'm ever going to be able to bounce back from this. I, I can imagine a bounce back in that. I can imagine a bounce back in that. But this thing, you, you don't know what this took out of me. This took my trust. This took my confidence. This took my will. This took my ability to love. This took my desire to want to get up in the morning. I don't ever think I'm going to be able to bounce back from this. And that's what she wrote him that letter. And at that point, Churchill was 57 years old. But what I love about serving Jesus is that he likes big butts and he cannot lie. Because every time the story looks like it's getting ready to go down, a big butt steps in and says, what looks like a setback, I'll turn it and make it a comeback. What looks like the worst day of your life, I'll make you look back and say, thank you, Jesus. You'll look at people that betrayed you and say, thank you for lying on me and thank you for giving up because had you not done that to me, I would have never found out I was built to bounce back. Would you have five somebody say, there's a butt? here there's a butt oh you didn't tell him say there's a butt here there's a butt here but nine years later at the right moment in history the government that ignored him would have to turn to him in desperation I wish you touched your neighbor and said there's a bounce back the same ones that back then didn't want you now you bounce back. They all up. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Oh, God. Watch this. The same government that nine years or that years before had put him out, turned to him in desperation. But watch this. While he was on the hospital bed, he was stuck in his setback. And he could not imagine or see a way how this thing was going to turn for his good. And maybe you're like Churchill and you've experienced some setbacks. But there is good news. Keep calm and bounce back. Why, Bishop? Because you're under construction. Don't you judge me by where I am right now. Because this is an active construction site. I wish you'd look at your neighbor and say, don't talk about me. Don't, no, don't talk about me. Tell them, say, don't talk about me. Don't. No, baby, because I'm an active construction site. And the progress you saw in me last week, give me another week. Because I'll be totally different. And what I was crying about last month, baby, give me 30 days. And what? Somebody shout, I'm bouncing back. Yes, I am. So note takers, first point, here it is, you're under construction. Now, according to Jeremiah, in God's eyes, you are finished work. In fact, he tells the prophet Jeremiah, he says to him, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you and I ordained you and I sanctified you. I sanctified you and I ordained you uh, to be a prophet to the nations. In other words, he says, Jeremiah, before I decided to send you from heaven to earth, I knew you. That is why worship is so powerful, because worship takes you back to the place to where you were with God before you got a body. 
That's why the scripture says they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Why? Because my spirit is connecting to its origin. Its origin is in heaven. And so when I worship, the reason I feel like I'm transcending my body, watch this, and transcending my circumstances, it's because I am. Because literally my spirit connects with heaven. And when my, he my spirit connects with heaven, all of a sudden what I was worried about, all of a sudden ain't that big anymore. All of a sudden what I was crying about ain't that big anymore. Watch this, to be born for such a time as this. Say, I was born for this time. Please understand, stop saying it would have been nice if I'd been born to this person. It would have been nice if I'd been in this family. But God said, I knew exactly where to put you because I knew exactly who I wanted you to become. And I knew that unless you had the construction site that I placed you on, you would have not become what you needed to become. See, had you not been rejected as a child, you would not accept other people today. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. If you did not have the construction site to which you were placed in the earth on, you would not be the person that you are today. See, you're spiritual today, but you're spiritual because when folk rejected you, you had nobody to turn to except... Say, I've been born for such a time as this. Yes, sir. I'm in the right place at the right time because God... So, but look what he tells him. Look what he tells him. He, he says, he says to Jeremiah, he says, Jeremiah, I, I consecrated you. Consecrate, there is the Hebrew word kadesh, which means holy, which means I set you apart. Bishop, so what does that mean? God set you apart by making you distinct. Now, watch this. Watch this. Say, I'm distinct. See, that's what holiness means. Holiness is not about you wearing no makeup because the truth is sometimes you need some. The, Holiness is not just an exterior decoration. Uh, holiness is about a posture of a personality. It is about a posture of character. It is about how I treat people that I don't think I need. It's about how I treat people who I don't think are going to bring me any benefit. See, that's holiness. Such a neighbor say, you are holy. See, it's distinction. Please understand. And holiness does not have to be announced. It'll speak for itself. So for all of you who feel like every time you walk in the room, you got to announce how distinct you are, you don't really understand what consecration means. Consecration means when they see me, they see my distinction. When I speak, my speech speaks for itself. My, the way I articulate, uh, it speaks for itself. The way I operate in excellence, come on here, it speaks for itself. You don't have to walk in and say, I'm this, I'm that. No, baby, let it speak for itself. Let your life speak so loud that what you say don't even matter. He says to Jeremiah, he says, Jeremiah, I have consecrated you. Uh, Kadesh, I've made you holy. I set you apart and I made you distinct. That is the reason why all your life when you tried to fit in with average folk, you got disappointed. Somebody going to get it? All your life, if you look back, every average crowd you tried to fit in, either they quit you or you quit them. You know why? Because God says, I don't care what you got planned. I made you Kadesh. I made you consecrated. I made you distinct. And every time you try to fit in with average folk that ain't trying to do nothing, ain't trying to conquer nothing, ain't trying to serve me, I'll either make them quit you or you'll quit them. But at the end of the day, I'll dare something holy be contaminated by something un. That's why when people walk out of your life, you ought to shout, thank you, Jesus. Why? Because you're just telling me you ain't Kadesh like, like me. Because holy things can be with holy things. But the scripture says, don't put the unholy with the holy. So if they fell off of you, it's because they're not dis... Are you here? He said, I consecrated you. But then he said, I ordained you. Ordained breaks down to the Hebrew word. You're like this, Nathan. 
Nathan. It means set or appointed over. So he says to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, he says, before you got here, I had already made you distinct. I consecrated you, made you Kadesh. But then I ordained you. Say ordain. Say it again. Say ordain. Which is Nathan in Hebrew, which means, or Nathan, if you want to be uh, correct. I'm just trying to make it easy for my note takers. Because they're going to put two A's in there when it's only one. It means to set or appoint over. Check this out. Look at me, Harvest. In other words, God says, I've laid out a blueprint for you. You, you often hear people in church say, the Lord has a plan for your life. The Lord has a plan for your life. Lord, and that used to bother me for years because, like, okay, what does that mean? That's real nice and spiritual, but what does all that mean? In other words, it's what he told Jeremiah. He says, Jeremiah, I've laid out a plan for you. I've laid out a blueprint for you. Check this out. But you're going to spend your life under the various phases of construction bringing that blueprint to fruition. I'm going to say it again. God says, I've laid out the blueprint for you, but your entire life is spent under various phases of construction. In other words, hear me, Harvest, you are a construction site with multiple projects going on in multiple places. This is the reason why you can feel like you've seemingly mastered some areas and other areas you can feel totally unfinished and totally undone. There's some areas where you don't even truthfully pray about it anymore because you're like, I got that. But there's some areas you're like, Jesus, what in the heaven is going on with this? It's because you need to understand you're under construction. And watch this. While one part of the building might be finished, there's another part that's under construction. While one part of the campus of your life may be completed, there's another part that looks like who did it and why. While one part of you feels like I'm strong, I'm wise, I'm better, there's another part that feels insecure and unsure. Y'all not saying nothing to me. While one part of your life can feel like I've made so much progress, I've grown so much, there can be other parts of your life where you're like, what's wrong with me? Why does nothing work for me? Baby, I got an answer for you. It's because you are under construction. Oh, God. And listen. And because you're a kingdom person, watch this, that means you didn't just go through, you're getting to a better you. A lot of people just go through, but they don't actually get to anywhere. See, when you and I, since we believe in Jesus and we believe in the kingdom, which is heaven's attributes on earth, it is God's MO. When we go through, we're getting to a better you. You missed it, which means every time construction starts in one part of your life, you ought to just start shouting. Bishop, why should I shout? Because that's God letting me know I'm getting ready to upgrade this. I had to put some renovations on you because you had outdated, antiquated systems in this part of your life, and I needed to just renovate. I needed to put the whole thing under construction. Touch your neighbor. Say you're under construction. All right, so I said second point. So you need to understand that. You're under construction. Here's the second point, though. Uh, do this. Change your mind. First point, you're under construction. Say, I'm under construction. See, that'll keep you from losing your mind because you'll realize it's a construction site. And if you've ever driven through on a construction site, you realize that sometimes uh, you'll drive over a nail because that's just the hazard of being on a construction site. You're not, you're not hearing what I'm saying. See, that's, that, that, you'll, take, you'll stop beating yourself up every time you make a mistake when you realize I'm under construction. And that's not justification for my mistake. What it is, is just me giving myself the privilege to experience the human condition. You're missing it. You're missing it. See, your neighbor, you're spiritual. But your neighbor, because they think they're already finished, when they make a mistake, they fall hard. Because watch this, not you, somebody you know. Because since they thought they were finished, they started spending all their time commenting on other people's construction sites. 
So then when they realize they're under construction too, when they fall, they fall hard. The reason they fall hard is because they didn't realize while it may look like this area is done, ooh, baby, there's another area that God's got to put up under construction. What, what I said, second point, <laughs> change your mind. Jesus' first message uh, that he preached publicly that we have record of was repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And when we say the word repent, we often think of that in terms of sin, 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 sin. But it actually has greater meaning. Uh, it, it literally is a Hebrew word, teshuvah, which means uh, repent, which literally means change directions. In other words, change your mind. I've taught on it in detail before because it is quite an elaborate an elaborate process in the Hebrew, which is what your Old Testament is written in. It, it is actually a very elaborate process because uh, teshuvah means don't just stop doing it. Change your mind about it. Okay. All right. All right. See, a lot of times what we want to do in life is deal with fruit. The problem is I can cut fruit all day, but if I don't ever deal with root, fruit always returns. Let me prove it to you. That's why there are certain things in your life to where you said, oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm so over that. I left that in last year. I left that in 13. I left that in 12. I left that in 11. Then it popped back up and you're like, what? Maybe, just maybe, it's because all you did was paint the fruit. Okay, y'all ain't going to say anything. Maybe all you did was cut the fruit, but you never addressed the root. So if I don't address the root, Bishop, what's the root? The root is why I think the way I think about it. Okay, y'all ain't going to say nothing, so I see I got to make a point. I see I got to make a point. So, so watch this. Watch this. Let me talk to single people for a minute. Uh, single people for a minute. If you say, ooh, I ain't never going to give it that kind of person again. How is it that you managed to get with the same person but a different name and a different height and a different body, but you, when you talk to them, you're like, but I met you before. I'm, okay, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Single folk ain't going to say I know you. We've met before. It just had a different body, but the spirit, oh no, the spirit's the same. It's because while you may have dealt with fruit, you never dealt with roots, so you never change what in you attracts you to that. So say repent. Okay, so watch this. Since you're under construction, what if you stopped looking at things so negatively and looked at them through the lenses of a construction site? Okay, because every time negative things happen, we tend, can we be honest, we tend to be what? Negative. Most of us, let's just be honest, right when something negative happens, many times, not all the time because you're real spiritual, I know, but sometimes when something negative happens, you're like, oh. You speak in tongues that we don't need no interpreter. So don't sit up here and look like you don't know what I'm talking about. Like, God, dog, man. Just... You don't talk to nobody. You start hitting ignore on your phone. And we know you're hitting ignore because it goes one ring. So you should have just let it ring and hit the power button. So that way you was. <laughs> okay, but check this out. Check this out. Say, change my mind. Since you're a construction site, when things don't go right, could it be that that's just the way it works at a construction site? Okay, watch this. What if you stopped seeing yourself as the victim? What if, what if, what if this? Because what, 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 we're talking about changing your mind. Since you're a construction site, what if it stopped being, I'm not enough, I'm not good enough, to I'm becoming 
Because if you don't change your mind, you're going to keep facing the same problem in a different body, at a different address, at a different location, but it's the same problem because your mind hasn't changed about it. What if, what if it wasn't, I always mess things up till I'm learning. Okay, it's quiet in here. Uh, what, what if, what if, what if, what if you change your mind from I always fail to I'm a student. And sometimes students don't pass the test because they're not the teacher. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You got to change your mind, Harvest, so that you don't lose your mind. You're under construction, which means sometimes some stuff is going to go down on your construction site that makes you mad, but that's why you wore protective gear in the first place. You know why they wear these hats on the construction site? Because at any time, something might fall. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. You know why they wear these vests? So that when it gets dark outside, you'll still be able to see me on my construction site. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. Touch your neighbor. Say, change your mind. So watch this. Can we go deeper? Can we go deeper? Can we go deeper? We, we train our staff and our tiers of leadership in what we call the art of spin. In politics, spin is when you take something that is designed to be negative, you spin it, and you make it a positive. Watch it. You take something that's designed to be negative, you spin it, and you make it a positive. Watch it. You take something that's designed to be negative, you spin it, and you make it a positive. Example, uh, if you lose your car. Rather than saying, oh, my God, see, I'm just so, oh, my God. Instead, say, well, this is an opportunity for Jehovah Jireh to be exactly who he said he is. He is the Lord, my provider. So I need provision. Therefore, I can't wait to see what he's getting ready to do. Because if you don't change your mind every time there's a problem, you're, oh, my God. Oh, my God, what? <laughs> you did say you wanted to have a great life, didn't you? Well, what you asked for it for if you ain't willing to pay the price to go up under construction? They don't put broke down shacks under construction. They put mansions and nice stuff under construction. And you ain't trash and you're not junk and you're not some shotgun shack somewhere. Have five your neighbor say, change your mind. Can we take it deeper, though? Watch this. What if you change your mind to be a problem solver instead of a problem commentator? Anybody can find and comment on a problem, but not everyone can solve them. Change your mind to seeing yourself as a problem solver. Watch this. Every problem that existed on the earth, God used a problem, or excuse me, a person to fix. So whatever problems you face, that means that you can handle them. Okay, okay. Let me just give you one quick example of this. Uh, everybody can say, ooh, something wrong with that. Okay, but what you doing to fix it? You know what gets me angry sometimes with the body of Christ at large? With the body of Christ at large, because they'll say, our society, this is wrong, and this is wrong, and this is wrong, and this is wrong. Bless God. What? The, what? Okay, question. Pregunta. <laughs> KS. That's all I know. What are you doing? That's what he is. I don't even know that. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm under construction. Don't you judge my Espanol. As I come in here and preach one whole message and be, you be like, God, dog, what, is that tongues or Spanish? What are you? And so it bothers me because this ain't right and this ain't right and this ain't right and this ain't right. Bless God. These last and evil days. Well, 
what you doing to make today's holy? You're sitting up here complaining about abortion. Well, what young lady have you spoken life into? Okay, y'all don't want to hear that. You're sitting up here complaining about this and complaining about this. Well, who have you helped? Who have you spoke life into? Anybody can find a problem, but not everybody can solve. I wish you'd have five your neighbors and say, you're a problem solver. That's what you are. Don't just sit up and find them. Solve them. Don't just sit up and commentate on them. Solve them. Don't just sit up and criticize folk because stuff ain't right. Do something about it. I wish you'd have somebody tell your neighbor, say, do something. This is, this is wrong. This is wrong. Well, what are you doing to fix it? When I came in to the building, this and this. Okay, well, did you fix it? Or did you walk past it? Sitting up here. Anybody can find problems. Anybody can be a critic. You know what a critic is? Somebody talking about somebody doing something they wish they could do. Y'all ain't saying nothing. That's why when people criticize you, say, baby, well, what you doing? <laughs> you may criticize me because it didn't work, but at least I tried. You might criticize me because it didn't go the way I wanted, but at least I'm doing something. You sitting on your blessed assurance ain't done nothing your whole life. Don't you criticize a water. You ought to high-five your neighbor say, I'm a problem solver. They talked about Peter until Peter got out there on that water, and they said, God, dog. They... Watch this. I got to move. Say, I'm a problem solver. Can we go deeper, though? What if you removed not getting something done as an option? Well, what if you removed not getting something done as an option? You'd be surprised at the creativity that spawned when not doing something is no longer an option. So you'd be shocked. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and go here. You'd be shocked how provision comes when not when you not being unfaithful to your tithes is not an option. You'd be shocked. Watch this. Watch this. Okay, watch this. Because I got there. You go. Absolutely. But the second thing, you'd be shocked if not forgiving them was not an option. You'd be shocked from the depths of your soul from which forgiveness will come. What if you remove not doing something as an option? You'd be shocked to creativity. Let me prove it to you. Uh, now, this ain't for everybody, because I realize some of you may be bourgeois, bougie. Uh, so, so this may not hit everybody, but it's going to hit somebody. Uh, when you didn't have nothing but some noodles. See, see this don't hit everybody. You learn how to make gourmet. See, everybody don't know about gourmet noodles. Well, you hooked it up and put two of the little seasoning packets in there. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You put some hot sauce in the mix. Y'all ain't saying nothing. And if you really felt gourmet, you made a little cheesy uh, linguine out of your ramen noodles. So you had linguine for $1.32. Okay, that didn't hit you. Okay, maybe let me get something else to hit you. Let me get something else to hit you because maybe that didn't hit you. Uh, when you didn't have nothing but some peanut butter. <laughs> no jelly. <laughs> Just peanut butter. You took that wonder bread. It ain't going to hit everybody. I got somebody. I got somebody. When you didn't have nothing, watch this, when gas was, you know, 79, 89, 99 cents, and you didn't have nothing but a five until Friday, 
but not going to work wasn't an option. You remember how you took that five and stretched that five? Y'all ain't going to say nothing. How about somebody say, I got five on it, sure do. You took that five, you'd be like, let me get $2.50 on pump one. What are you driving, a lawnmower? No, just put the gas in the car, man. Ain't nobody ask you all that. Listen, what are you saying? When you remove not doing something as an option, you'd be surprised at the creativity you have. Touch your neighbor and say, change your mind. Third point. Third point. Say, I'm under construction. Say it again. Say, I'm under construction. I need you to keep calm. Now watch this. The hat fell off while I'm under construction. But I got to keep calm while I'm under construction. Things won't always go according to plan while you're under construction. But you still have to keep calm. Now watch this. Calm is very similar uh, in meaning to patience. In fact, it's amazing that they're not synonyms. So in James chapter 1, we find these words in verse number 2, James 1 and 2. Listen to what he says. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Listen to what he said. He said, count it all joy. How much of it? All of it. Every piece of it. So even the parts that hurt he said, change your mind about it and turn it into joy. Okay? When you fall into various trials. Look at verse 3. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces calm. I mean patience. In other words, he said, until you're tested, you're not patient. Because until your, patient, until your weight is tested, all you're doing is waiting, not being patient. And there is a difference between waiting and patience. Look at verse 3. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Look at verse 4. But let patience have its. Now check this out. Notice, notice it's its. So it's been given its own identity. What's that? Patience. Which means it's not God per se. It is the process of construction. Bishop, what do you mean by that? Is that I don't care if you pray 40 times a day. Or four minutes a day, patience has to have its work in your life because it's part of the construction process. Okay, okay, okay. Watch this. But let patience have its perfect work that you might be perfect. The better word there for perfect is whole or complete. Shalom. Nothing missing. Nothing lacking. Nothing broken. All is well. That you might be shalom, complete, perfect, lacking what? Nothing. Which means, watch this, if something's missing... It's probably connected to my patience. Because the verse says, James 1 and 4, but let patience have its perfect work, that you might be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Which means if something's lacking, it's probably connected to patience. Okay, let me make it plain for you. Since you're under construction, say I'm under construction. You need to know that the process, it automatically comes with delays. It automatically comes with denials. And it automatically comes with doubt. It's built into the process. You're not hearing me. Just because it comes, that means something wrong. It's part of the. Oh, God, come on. That ain't going to work for me. Just because they tell you no doesn't mean something's wrong. It's just part of the. Just because there's a delay doesn't mean stop construction. It just means it's part of the 
process. Just because you're experiencing doubt right now doesn't mean something's wrong. It just means it's part of the process. Patience is having its work. So, 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 so since you're in the construction, you're going to have delays, denials, doubt. But Jesus called it this. He called it rain, floods, and wind. Bishop, what's that? Storms. Storms are going to show up during the construction process. In fact, it's interesting, uh, right here around the Aurora campus, you'll notice that uh, they are working on 225, and for a while they had Abilene blocked off, and they had the detour and all of that. And you'll notice now they got all kinds of things. I drive the other day, I was like, good God, I don't know what this is. Look at Denver building up like this here. This is marvelous. Two, two roads. Ain't that something? This is great. And I, so I said, am I supposed to get off there or keep on going? I said, I ain't been over here and I don't know how long. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. But watch this. I noticed that uh, because we're in the time of spring storms and of course going into summer storms and what have you, I noticed that uh, even when it stormed, they didn't watch this, put all the machines away. And say, I guess this is God's way of telling us we ain't supposed to build a street. I guess this is God's way of telling us we're not supposed to build a highway. No, no, no. Storms come because that's what they do. But when they come, I realize it's patience having its perfect work. This is what are you trying to say? A storm doesn't always mean stop construction. Sometimes you need the storm to show you the strength or the weakness of what you built. You wouldn't know how strong you are except it for that storm that you went through. You wouldn't know how strong you were except it was for that Euroclidium that you went through. You wouldn't know how strong you are unless it was for the storm. So without the storm, I can't test the strength. It got real quiet right there. Bishop, what are you trying to tell us to do? I'm trying to tell you that when a storm shows up, start smiling. Bishop, why should I smile? Because my, what I've been building is getting ready to be tested, and I want to see how strong it is. Because if it's weak right now, the storm will give me time to fix it so I don't build on top of something that's already weak. You know your neighbor's problem is they've been building on weak stuff for so long that when a storm came, they couldn't identify what part was weak. So that's why they're confused about what to do, who to trust, where to go, because they've been building on stuff that the storm never let the storm test. I'm going to back that up because you missed it. If you keep building and it's never tested with a storm, when it does storm and something fails, you won't know what part failed because the storm only shows you the last part you built. But maybe the reason the marriage is failing now isn't because of the financial issue you had last month. Maybe the issue is it was never built right in the first place. And every time a storm came, you rebuked it. And instead of rebuking it, you should have said, blow, because I need to test this thing. Blow, because I need to see how strong this thing is. Blow, because I, blow, why? I need to see how strong it is. Maybe the reason that your faith is wavering now isn't because of the storm you've faced so far in the first six months of this year because we're at halftime, baby, and the second half is here. Maybe it's not because of that storm. Maybe it's because your whole foundation with Jesus was built upon you seeing him as a sugar daddy, not a... So when I need him, I show up to see him, but when I don't need nothing from him, he... Okay, y'all didn't like that. All right, let's move on. This is what you're trying to say. Is you need the storm to test what you've built. And without the storm, you don't know the strength of what you built. Let me prove it to you. And I got to move on to this last one. I got to close. Uh, I'm getting ready to close. 
Uh, have you ever had some friends? Friends? Come on, be a good church. Come on. I'm going to give you one more try. Friends? Thank you. Trying to get a good Christian church. Now, watch this. Um, that when you were paying for lunch, and when you were giving rides, and when you were giving rent money, y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me? And when you was paying cricket bills by phone, it's quiet in this church. How to work a job today? All right, okay. And, and then all of a sudden, uh, when the tables turn, and you were like, hey, you think I can hold on? Huh? And all of a sudden, you couldn't reach them. You asked them on Monday. They talking about how busy they been all through the week. It's next Tuesday. Oh, I apologize. I've been busy. It's funny because when you needed me, I woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning to answer the phone for you. No, nobody know about that? But now all of a sudden that I needed one little thing from you, you're like Casper. I couldn't find you. Bishop, what did you learn? The storm showed you that what you thought you had, you never did. The storm is a test of resolve. People say they love you, let a storm come. You're going to see what lot of kind of love you got. What kind of love is this? We're going to find out. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Tell your neighbor, say, thank God for your storm. Tell the other neighbor, say, thank God for your storm. All right, watch this, watch this. I got to move, I got to move. Watch this, watch this. Patience, say patience. Patience. Uh, Or or calm, we're we're using, because they're very similar. Is the level of endurance one's character can take before becoming negative while being delayed or provoked. Patience isn't just waiting, it's what you're doing while you wait. Tell your neighbor, say, keep calm. Tell your neighbor, say, keep calm. When a storm shows up, just say, mm-hmm. Now, while you're letting that first initial process, just be quiet. And just move your neck. I move my neck when you know. That's just my way. It it cycles through my body, comes back up, comes out of my neck. That's just the way it does for me. And so when I'll be doing all that, be like, is Bishop fine? I'm fine. I'm just getting the storm out. (laughs) I'm keeping calm. And better this. (laughs) And then sometimes I'm just cracking my neck. Okay, but watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Touch your neighbor and say, keep calm. keep calm. Listen, when the storm shows up, just be like, Bishop told me you were coming. So you go on and blow. I'm just going to sit here in peace. Why? Because he'll give me peace that surpasses all understanding. Won't he keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him? Bishop, what does that mean? When I'm in a storm, I just, watch this. The storm is there to test what was built. So the reason I keep calm is because since I'm building on Jesus, if it don't work, I'm fine. Why? Because he was my source, not what I built. Tell your neighbor, say, keep calm. Somebody call you with some drama, just keep calm. Let me tell you something. And I, and I know this is tough. This, 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 this past week, I got a confession. Can I make a confession? This past week, there's something that, uh, that I really, I should have just let it, left it alone. I should have just left it alone. I should have just, I should just acted like it, I just should just, should just do that. And, and I didn't, I, I didn't follow this rule. Will y'all pray for me? Amen. Don't sit up here and try to judge me. Talking about, mm, amen, we're going to pray for you. <laughs> I'm trying to help you. 
let's help each other. Can we help each other? And so, and so you know how there are certain things where you like, you know, you look at it. And I looked at it, and then I put my phone down. Because I was like, oh, God. And I was on the phone with somebody. No, 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 I was on the phone with somebody. I said, uh, let me call you back. Let me call you back. Let me call you back. Everything okay? I said, let me call you back. <laughs> and I put my phone down. And I, I was driving. So I was like, oh, God. And you know how you do your rock? Don't y'all judge your pastor. I started rocking in my car because I started to shake and rock and rock and shake because I said, she don't know. <laughs> Woo! They don't know. Woo! Felt like Michael Jackson. Ooh. So, 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 I just, it, it was some, I should, I should let, I should let one, one of my people, one of my people take care. I should let one of my people take care. And I, and I didn't do that. And so I told Siri what to, what to respond. Y'all pray for me. I told Siri, I said, let me th- say, say this. Think I'm finna pay you and you finna give me some piss poor customer service. You must not know. I pay you to do something. You ain't doing me no favor. I pay you to do that. And so, and so, you know, customer service really is just poor me. Yeah, okay, okay. And so, and so I was like, this, this is just, this is, oh no, this is, this is not the level of customer service I'm accustomed to, and this is not the level of accoutrement that is going to work for me. So this is just not going to. And so I responded, and so I got all, I got all mad. I mean, I was mad too. I was mad for a good hour and a half. Y'all ain't saying nothing. See, okay, all right, let me leave it alone because, see, y'all getting all judgmental. Like, I've never done that. Oh, my God, I'm going to pray for him in the vestibule after church. Mm. I was mad for, I was hot for a good hour and a half. And, and, and the Lord said, he said, son, I said, yeah, I know, sir. Please forgive me. I know I had no business. I know. I know. I already know. I already know. I, know. I said, just let, I should hit delete. And, and I didn't keep calm. I hit reply. <laughs> now, it's a double-edged sword because I know they ain't going to do that again. <laughs> However, <laughs> I could have just kept calm. <laughs> Touch your neighbor and say, just keep calm. <laughs> what I'm trying to tell you is if you get something on your iPhone this week, hit delete <laughs> rather than getting sucked into it. Because I did that, and then I, I had all kinds. I said, Lord, forgive me for this. Lord, forgive me for that. Lord, forgive. I had to do all that. I, and just, I, I had to call. I was on the phone with and say, just forgive me, and just please forgive me, because I, I just got all uncalm. So it took me about an hour and a half, but by an hour and 45 minutes, I had completely bounced back. Touch your neighbor say, if you do, if you do mess up, bounce back fast. I got five minutes, and I'm getting ready to close. Last point. Lastly, Sam under construction. Be courageously consistent. Be courageously consistent. You're under construction, so watch this. Courage isn't, courage isn't the absence of fear. By definition, it's doing something while afraid. Notice, I did not say be consistently courageous, although that's good. But the biblical principle I like to communicate is to be courageously consistent. Consider Jesus. He was consistent in his preaching, in his healing, in his mentoring, in his fathering, in his imparting, in his praying, in the building of his church daily, knowing that people were conspiring to kill him. Imagine waking up knowing that one of the people around you is getting ready to do you wrong. You're not hearing what I'm saying. But he kept getting up and he kept being courageously consistent. Y'all not hearing me. Imagine getting up knowing uh, that he's preaching and healing and imparting and he's doing all of these things and knowing that in a few days the same people that he was there for are going to be shouting crucify him. But he was courageously consistent. Would you have to have somebody say be courageously consistent? 
He knew that people were talking about him. He knew that people were using him, but he was courageously consistent. And 2,000 years later, what he built, his church, is still standing strong. I said it's still standing strong because he got up in the face of fear and he was courageously consistent. When he could have said, I don't want to die, they don't even want it anyhow, he was courageously consistent to keep on walking. Whipped that cross on his back. He allowed them to talk to him like a dog, like an animal, because he said, you must not know what I am and who I'm built of, and I will be courageously consistent. I thought your neighbor said, be courageously consistent. In the construction process, we must be courageously consistent, which means even when it seems like the right things like praying, serving in the church, praising, worshiping, or giving aren't working the way you'd like, it means you get up and face the fear of them not working and you become courageously consistent. I need to illustrate the point for you and I got to get out of here. Watch this. Say, consider the bamboo tree. Uh, Say, consider the bamboo tree. Bamboo is often called the fastest growing plant on the earth. Some species have measured to grow over four feet in 24 hours. Just stand how you, that's that's about half my height. (laughs) Uh, Four feet in 24 hours. Somebody say that's fast. Here's what you don't know. While it's called one of the fastest growing plants, uh, plants on the earth, It takes five to seven years for it to develop deep and organized roots. So for the first five to seven years, there is no noticeable growth on top of the soil. But underneath the earth, in the ground, in the dust, in the dirt, there's roots that are going down deep. Because these roots know that while nothing's happening up top right now, we're getting organized down here because any minute, By this time tomorrow, something's getting ready to change and something's getting ready to grow. And so the bamboo tree, all of a sudden in the fifth to seventh year, it experienced astronomical growth in a three to four month period. But watch this. But what if the owner of the bamboo tree stopped watering it in year four because it looked like the water wasn't helping? Although he knew the plant needs water. Imagine, watch this, if the owner of the bamboo tree stopped making sure it got sunlight, although he knows it needs sunlight because it didn't look like anything was happening. Well, watch this, since you're under construction, say I'm under construction, you must be courageously consistent in the things that are godly and in the things that are right. Watch this, why? Because even if it feels like they're not working, I got to face that fear and say, but he said do it. So since he said do it, until it works, I'm going to keep doing it. Which means I keep forgiving them even when it seems like God didn't do nothing to them. Oh, God, I got to move. So watch this. Say I'm under construction. Shout it, Harvest. Say I'm under construction. Since you're under construction, you can courageously be consistent when you build on the right foundation. Here it is. Jesus called it the rock. He says, and a man who builds his house on a rock, in the Greek it is the word petron, but watch this, it sounds real spiritual, build on the rock. Don't that sound spiritual? Just build on the rock. Don't that sound spiritual to you? You heard it growing up in church, it says, I go to the rock. It's sinking sand. Y'all don't know that? Okay. 
That sounds spiritual, y'all. So let me make it real practical for you. The right foundation is being courageously consistent, watch this, to Jesus and a life-giving church like Harvest. Uh-huh, see, I, I made it real simple for you. Be courageously consistent with Jesus and his church. Now, Bishop, how do I be courageously consistent with Jesus? That means that the things that the Word of God tells me to do, got it? I don't need to pray about what he told me to do. I don't pray about stuff that he made clear. Ain't nothing to pray about. I just do what I'm told. Tell the say, do what you're told. But then I can't have Jesus and not have what Jesus calls his, what's dear to him, which is his church. So a lot of people want to separate their spirituality from the practicality of the practice of their relationship with Jesus. I can't have Jesus on my terms. I got to have him on his terms. And Jesus said, on this rock, I build my church, which means the way that I'm courageously consistent while I'm under construction is not just praying to Jesus, but it's making sure every time the doors of the church open. I find myself in that place. Why? Because when I'm getting in there, I'm getting what I need to receive life so that I don't get destroyed and distracted during the construction process. Because if I get destroyed and distracted during the construction process, something... <laughs> Touch your neighbor and be courageous and consistent. All right, so I've said this a few weeks ago, but let me be real clear with you. That means I don't get to serve Jesus on my timetable. I don't get to serve him when it's convenient for me. I can stop serving, but you? Oh, God, that was too weak right there. Anybody can throw in the towel to Jesus and his church because you've been through some things, but, but you? You, my friend. You, my harvester. You, my son. You, my daughter. You? You are courageously, con even when it feels like it ain't working, watch me serve him. Even when it feels like the harvest ain't coming, watch me give. Even when it feels like my prayers aren't working, watch me command my day. And since the sun is down, shout, I'm courageously consistent. Stand on your feet, everybody. Father, we thank you for your word. Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.